Lights, action, performance. It's time to showcase yourself with us. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. So welcome to the Entertainment Biz Podcast. It's Rog here. It's Jack over there. Hello, Jack. Oh, yeah. And we've got Beverly. Hello. Plus also today on this podcast, we have Errol Brown, I Got Soul, and it's Brown Promotions. Hello. Hi. How are you, sir? I'm feeling very good. Feeling very good and happy to be talking about all the things that we got coming up. So, thank you for having me. How does it all start for you, my friend? Well, um, in 2015, a friend of mine um, called Nick DeSantos he invited me to do a night's promotion for a soul event at a place called Licht in Farnham. Licht was a, a venue bar, and the owner of that was Ollie Moore, and Mick's niece was going out with Ollie at the time. And he said, like, you know, why don't you do a soul night? And they invited me to do it. So what is your background into soul music? Well, I grew up in church. And I was playing uh, music from an early age. I was playing music from about six. Um, my parents sent me to music lessons. And I always had kind of rhythm in me. And when I came out of the church when I was about 17, um, I went for uh, some, um, what do you call it, auditions. Right. And one of the guys that I auditioned with um, was um, Clem, Clem Curtis. Yeah. And the foundations that yeah, was yeah. in London. But coming straight out of the church, it showed me because basically when you come out of the church, the music that you play as soul, they call it secular music, as opposed to like, you know, um, the gospel music. And my style was more gospel and I needed to get more kind of like soul riffs and songs. You know, I was excellent at playing, but just not playing up to the speed of, um, you know, like session musicians. But I always loved music from an early age and soul was the thing that I grew up on and soul and jazz is basically my background. So do you remember some of the artists that you were listening to as a teen? Stevie Wonder, um, Jackson Five, uh, Bob Marley, those type of people. Yeah, great, great influences, obviously. Stevie Wonder, well, I really like Stevie Wonder because um, I think there's nobody that's got a voice like him there's been some like you know black artists before him but his voice is so um it's just so great like when he's speaking it's it's, it's like talk singing it's just remarkable i find it's his voice tell me your favorite stevie wonder track there there's a there's a track called these three words it's not one of his most popular ones um but for me um when i hear it especially through um headphones yep it just it's just you, you listen to the makeup of the music and the way he sings and plays all the instruments it's just I mean, you just have to awe at the quality does it take you somewhere or when you listen to those tracks yeah it takes it's like you're on a journey through um the universe because i just sit there and I just marvel at someone who's been blind all his life and can play all those instruments, he can direct and do what he needs to do in the studio. He can do that more 
adversely than someone who was like you know all abled so it's, it's i just find the guy um just astronomical and i think it's um he's just released some new music and i just think that the guy should be releasing music every month because after he's gone i can't ever see there being somebody like him again yeah there's some tracks that i can spring to mind duke jamming master blaster for instance great tracks and you know how did he create these tracks it's just incredible yeah it's remarkable but um you know at certain times throughout the history of, of of gospel music right through to soul there's some singers that have and vocalists that have come up and they just it must be god god given because how they can do stuff it's just um, remarkable, but good. What were your parents saying to you when you were listening to these kind of tracks? My parents were, you know, they were very staunch um, Christians. So, you know, you'd have to hide away in the bedroom and listen to that type of music. Uh, <laughs> so they weren't um, very pleased at, at all. But you can only do what your parents want for so long. And then as you get older, you do what you feel is right. Can you remember what they were listening to? My dad would always listen to gospel music, but he also liked um, country music. Right. And one of his favourite um, country people was like Charlie Pride and um, Jim Reeves. Right. <laughs> it's funny how our parents have kind of got different genres to what we follow sometimes. You know, it's the same, but yours is completely different there. Yeah, you know, I couldn't believe, believe it because um, when we used to listen to um, the country music... We used to Western gym, um, children when when the uh, your parents are tidying the house up. You all get given jobs, and they would have the music blaring away. So all, all like on a Saturday when we're all cleaning the house up, all you can hear is this um, country and Western music blaring out <laughs> through the house. And I remember one record. It was called "For You're the Only Good Thing That Happened." to me <laughs> good so I remember that because it used to have it on repeat all the time were you when you were at school perhaps with some of the music you've mentioned Stevie Wonder there yeah. was that what your friends were listening to or were they listening to something completely different no it's, it's funny actually because I actually got turned on to Stevie Wonder by the school in Bracknell I went to a school called um, Brackenell School in Bracknell when I was um 12 and the school teacher there he was a big um stevie wonder fan because obviously at that time i was you know in the church and playing church music but he um was a soul man and stevie wonder was his man and he brought his uh, what you call it record player in and he used to like play us um soul music and he used to make us think um, about the song and then we'd have to write an essay about it. It must have had some influence then because obviously you're a soul man now and how it's kind of where you are in this kind of age. Yeah, I wish I could remember what that, uh, what that um, school teacher's name was because... Um, he was very formative <laughs> to you then, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, mm. he was, but at that particular time when we was 12, um, I can remember sitting in the class... We didn't really know what Stevie Wonder was. He knew what Stevie Wonder was and what he could do. But looking back on it, um, the, the record that he was playing played was something 
that's what Christmas means to me. Something like that. Right. The title might be um, slightly different. Um, but it was um, a really good um, record and it highlighted you know, what Stevie Wonder's um, voice actually was. When I look back at it now, um, I just find it remarkable. It is really remarkable. In fact, um, Bobby Womack was another singer, but I got um, introduced to him by a Scottish guy. Um, obviously, as I was saying to you before, growing up in the church, you don't really get to listen to what they call secular music and secular um, stars. But I worked with a guy who was Scottish and he was a big Bobby Womack fan and he always had Bobby Womack on. I was only about 18 then, but at that particular time, um, I didn't appreciate Bobby Womack, but now... He's, you know, he's an all-time great. I really do appreciate his husky um, voice and you know the records that he made, especially two of the albums, The Poet 1 and The Poet 2. Um, they were remarkable. Incredible. Incredible journey that you've been on, obviously, with uh, the influences there to where you are now. Yeah. So tell us what you're actually doing now then. Well, I got soul, as I said, started off in Licks in Farnham and... Um, we just started off as a soul night. I went there, didn't I? Yes, Beverly went I there. I was there, that's she, where we the met. the first night, yes, she yeah. was there. Is this how you discovered This is how we found each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right, Beverly used to come down, and so she's been one of my um, um, supporters um, since day one. And um, unlike some of the other uh, soul events in the area, I'm not a DJ. I ne never profess to be a DJ. I'm just somebody who likes music, a music fan, and um, wanted to work with um, several um, different DJs. It became apparent to me after you know, after Licked, um, Licked was open for about a year and a half, and then it shut down because it's being redeveloped. We were looking for a, a new... Um, venue we then moved to the Agincourt when we was at the Agincourt we also um, got a venue in Maidenhead and we also got an, a venue in um, Ascot called Mikado whilst I was doing these other um, venues I said to myself that what I should actually do with the, the event is turn it into a brand to finish it to differentiate it from um, the events that the DJs were uh, actually doing. So that's what I did. I started to um, call all of the events I Got Soul, whether it was I Got Soul Mikado, I Got Soul Agincourt, and then started to just wear, um, wear branded clothing. So people saw me as the actual brand. And then I started to branch out and um, get um, other DJs. One of the DJs that I um, met was a guy called Femi Fem. His initials were Femi YD Fem because he was in the Young Disciples. I don't know if you've heard of that group, oh, Young yes. Disciples. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Femi was a, was a, the founder member of the Young Disciples and he was also a music producer. And he produced My Brother. My brother was a vocalist and an extreme um, um, gifted um, vocalist. And I heard um, Femi playing uh, one of his records on um, my song. And I got in touch with the station, answered some questions, and he arranged to meet me, um, Femi did. 
and then he started working with myself. And when he started working with myself, he introduced me to um, Trevor Nelson. And Trevor Nelson and I had a chat. I don't know if you've, you've heard of Trevor Nelson. Oh, yes. No? No. <laughs> no. He's, a, he's a small, small DJ. Yeah, he's really good. BBC. He's only on Radio 2 every night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Jack, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have much to much radio. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Anyway, um, we put that night on down at the Agincourt and that was sold out and then Trevor came to work with us um, uh, another two times in Bracknell. And it was after having somebody of that calibre um, and the brand and working with all the other DJs, I decided I want to work with more people that kind of calibre. And I've worked with um, David Rodigan, Craig Charles, Norman Jay, Jazzy B, um, just, just a few. And that's what I want to do um, with my brand because at the end of the day, um, like Beverly, you know, I'm a music fan myself because I come from the music. And these people um, used to have to go to London to see these people. I don't mind going to London, but because I do a lot of my, uh, we call it raving. I, I, I do a lot of my raving in London, but you know, sometimes I want to just go out around the area where mm -hmm. I live. And a lot of the people that are down there don't want to go to London. Um, but if these people are coming down there, they're going to come out and see them. So that's what I've been able to um, provide. Bring it out to the people. <laughs> yeah, and it's mm. funny because uh, me and Be um, Bev, when we were sitting uh, over there waiting um, to come on, she said, oh, I liked what you put on um, Facebook earlier about you know, you're a man from Nottingham, just a boy from Nottingham, and, you know, mm. look at the people that I've managed to... Um, promote there's a lot of people actually that have come from Nottingham because I used to work in a uh, a Birmingham radio station yeah. at the time and a lot of the people because it was a soul and dance and R&B yeah. station so a lot of those people came from Nottingham Simon Phillips are you familiar with Schoolboy? No, I'm not. Um, he's, he, he was quite a good influence on me getting into that kind of music at the time. Yeah. Andy Ward um, and all those kind of names that yeah. popped around the Midlands, for instance. But they extended from Nottingham, strangely enough. So a big club that you got going in Nottingham, I tell you. Yeah, there is a big uh, music um, soul following in Nottingham and jazz following. So, yeah, it is a very uh, popular uh, music city, Nottingham is. Right, stay right there. I all will talk more in just a moment. All over the shop in Farnham, different parts of Guildford, Camberley, all over the place. Check out the website. Oh, what's the website called? Funnybonescomedy.com. <laughs> Check out funnybonescomedy.com. Is a right laugh in it. <laughs> So today it's Errol Brown today on the Entertainment Biz podcast for today from I Got Soul. So uh, you're busily trying to get more DJs on board. How do you get? How do you approach these DJs? Basically, what I tend to do is I kind of try. It's like at the moment we're sitting in a cafe, and I can see at the corner of my eye, I can see a menu. And on that menu, there's several different um, items on there. I've never been into a place and seen a menu that just has one item on there, which is um, repeated over and over. To have a, a menu and to try and reach out to 
uh, your potential audience, you need to fill that menu with um, different things which you think that your audience may like or your, your um, visitors may like. And that's exactly what I try to do with the different venues that I have. I look at the venue and look at different DJs and I think to myself, I could do a night here and call it this and then put that DJ with that DJ and just formulate some sort of uh, event um, and try and pre-sell a night to people because there's so many different um, events that are going on at the moment and I'm not the type of person that gets attracted to uh, an event which is just the same every month. So let's just call it, we call it Rainbow Song because I can see the rainbow over there and... Um, I could just call every event Rainbow Song, Rainbow Song, Re Rainbow Song. But if you looked on my website and all you saw is Rainbow Song, Rainbow Song, nothing is going to like, you know, jump out the page at you. So you need to have different things to um, create a theme of what your brand is trying to uh, bring to people. So we have soul, we have reggae, and we also have boat trips, soul and reggae boat trips, and we have garage R&B embashment for the younger people. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yes. I know you're surprised at that, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with the kids. I was, you know, as I said to you earlier on the podcast, I, I worked in a Birmingham radio station for X amount of years, for instance, and I, I, I kind of, I wasn't familiar with that kind of music at the yeah. time, and I just embraced it completely and i absolutely loved it and to go away from there so now if anyone says what's your favorite kind of music a dance and r&b if mm. somebody said to me yeah absolutely fantastic it's easy to love isn't it oh, fantastic yeah. rhythm oh mm, brilliant sure. you know uh, you know in some of the reggae tracks that we were playing for instance as well i'd never heard of barrington levy before oh. coming along to this radio station because mm. i all thought oh it's bob marley isn't it reggae yeah, yeah that's you know, it full stop yeah exactly mm. shakadimas and pliers for instance and all those kind of influences is this a foreign Man language sounds to you, like he yeah definitely it is a foreign language i like listening to all types of music but i won't remember the titles or or who played them I just go listening. You know, if it sounds good, I'll listen to it. Yeah, so I was there probably in about 90, 96 to 99, for instance. Foxy Brown and all those, Drew yeah. Hill and all yeah. those kind of artists. So it's kind of, you know, it's great to have someone that relates to the music that I, I know about. Yeah, and the music that you love. And, and it's great music and, you know, we, um, we all grew up on, grew up on it. And it's good that it reaches such a big audience now and I'm able to be a part of it. As I said, I'm not a DJ, but I don't profess to be a DJ, but I'm a music fan and I love being able to work with different venues and um, bring the brand along with them. I have to say, um, you arrive at one of Errol's do's and everybody in that building or on that boat or in that bar that you can see they've got music in their soul and at seven o'clock, nine o'clock, whenever it is early doors for that normally, normal world, uh, people are dancing. They don't yeah. have to wait to get drunk to dance. No. They just love it exactly. and they can feel it in their bones. Well, we grew up on dancing really though, didn't we? You know, yeah, the, ragamuffins. The, the, yeah, so uh, when you came out, you wouldn't have to think about dancing. It was just done as part of the norm. In fact, you stood out if you weren't really dancing. So I think, you know, with the youngsters today, 
it's all completely different because they tend to go out and dancing is is maybe one percent to ten percent yeah, of what secondary. they do. Yeah. Mm. But when we were growing up, it's at least ninety-five percent. I noticed yeah. lots of your events now. You do have a wide range of ages. Yeah. So it's kind of encouraging the younger ones to see the old days and how good they were and bring it forward into the future. I mean, you, you have a, a wide following, don't you? Well, what I tried with the brand, as I said like, um, before, previously, um, I wanted to try and do something different. And if I go back to the scenario I portrayed with the menu, there's no point me just um, projecting to people 40 to 60 what about the people that are 20 to 40? Mm. You know, they still want to come out and there's a marketplace there. And every year, the people that I started with are getting older and if I don't, you know, replenish um, the... Um, they fall the, off the, the other end. They fall off the other end <laughs> and there's nothing coming in. So you, you, need, to, you need to broaden mm. your horizons and just do something for everybody. Yeah. Are you familiar with the artist Maxwell? Yeah, he's a brilliant. Ah, yes. Vocalist. That was one of my favourite gigs I went to in Birmingham at the time. He played the Symphony Hall. You been yeah. to that venue? No, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, absolutely brilliant venue. And uh, it just took me to another world. And the Essential album, yeah. I always still listen to. It's, it's one of those albums that I go back to all the time. I'm going to have a, when I get home, I'm going to do Maxwell. Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. absolutely Jack, brilliant. That's our homework for tonight. I'll be asking you next week on the Weekly Experience podcast, by the way, if you have. I always lose that one. <laughs> so tell me about a typical evening that we can, if we came to one of your soul nights, how, how would it pan out for the evening? Well, at the moment, obviously, there's new normal. But yeah. if we say we went back to um, an evening, typically, prior to pandemic, what we tried to do is we would have Copied Beach, which was um, a, a much bigger, well, the biggest venue that we do. It incorporates everything, the hotel, the, uh, the health suite, and um, the two different um, bars, the Keller and the Apri. Now, what we tend to do there is appeal to people from all over the country. We'll have a room deal for them. Um, and they will meet up with their friends in the bar and, and it was just like a community and we'd have different DJs on um, every um, month and um, it would just have a great, great soul time. We also had um, the, cedar, the cedar tree, which was in Bagshot. We had a monthly event there, first Friday of the month. So we do have people who just want to go to a pub they want to get in free. They want it a little bit more, um, not as plush as a club, finish a bit earlier. And they like to be in a bit more cramped space. And it's a really good vibe that starts from around, um, well, it starts at eight o'clock. People are getting in there straight away and they're dancing and just basically reacting. And it's a really good uh, vibe. People taking videos, putting, putting them on um Facebook and just generally having a good time and then the next day they would um, leave uh, messages on Facebook and uh, reviews and just say what kind of a time they had. We also had Club One in Ascot. That was uh, good because it wasn't as big as the um, Copied Beach 
but it wasn't small as well. So you got a completely different vibe there. So you know, you could have a hundred people in Copied Beach, and it looked like there's nobody in there. A hundred people in uh, Club One, and it looked like the place was filled up. So we tried to cater for everybody. People who liked a small venue, people who liked a small club, and people who liked the big shebang, um, which was the Copied Beach, um, where you could get more numbers in and you could provide a more four-star-plus um, experience. And that's what got us, um, obviously, with people like David Rodigan and Trevor Nelson, because you've got everything there that they're going to require on their um, event um flyers do you find that once you bring in the bigger names you get a kind of better response or when you say response you know more kind of people wanting those tickets sell faster well what we tend to do is um they 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 sell typically when that when the the website is running properly you'll see something because the 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 um, Copied Beach, being a venue that is open three sixty five fifty day of two days sorry fifty two weeks over the year twenty four seven, the menu aspect comes into it again. Like you know, they need stuff every month going in. Like you know, because they're trying to attract people coming coming in. So there's always tickets getting sold when we're up to full speed because. Um, you know, I'm projecting six months forward with events. So obviously you've got Christmas planned at the moment? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. difficult, isn't as it? As much as any of us have. Yeah. It's new, difficult for a promoter yeah. at the mm-hmm. moment, isn't it? The new normal, like all, all, all the dates in the diary that we had before for Christmas, obviously they've all been um, scrapped because uh, there's no nightclubs open. But um, we'll be doing something um, at Christmas with the venues that we have got, which are all sitting down events now, it's just the people that are coming out now, they're just in the kind of evolution period between being able to come out at normal times and come out and dance to learning now that they've got to be COVID safe, COVID guidance, sitting down and learning to express themselves from that position. In a different way. We did yeah. that because I came to that one the other week, which yeah. was fantastic. So we were all sitting down in tables of six. And, you know, to start with, we're going, Ooh, yeah. music's great, everything's good, there's a really good vibe, but it's not the normal soul experience. And by the end of it, we're going, yeah, you know, obviously people can't see me going like this, but you're dancing at the table, sitting down. You just have to find a new way, otherwise it just doesn't happen. Yeah, and that's even, like as I go back to myself, I'm a music fan, and when I was at the... Um, the event um, last week, I found myself kind of like, you know, wanting to enjoy enjoy the event from the new kind of uh, of guidance. But it was kind of, even for myself, was a bit flat. And then when the DJ put on some more kind of uplifting tracks, tracks that kind of like wake you up straight away, I started to go around the tables and just basically encourage people to yeah yeah you're uh, videoing yeah Yeah. who are some of the soul artists now Errol around sorry who are some of the soul artists that are around now that kind of for instance the the majority of the music that gets played 
at our events is the same music that we grew up with. It's exactly the same people because it's just like a regurgitation or a, or a relooping of all the old tunes. There's very little new music that's come out. In fact, the new music that's come out is something what they call Soulful House, where they've remixed a lot of the old tunes and just put them on with a, like a house background, speeded it up and call it Soulful House. But the majority of the tunes, like if you... If I was to go out in my car now, um, you'll see that all the music I played is like 30, 40 years old. And it just shows like. you that's the really yeah. good quality music yeah. and the young yeah. ones are just revisiting it their own style. Yeah. Yeah. See, we grew up in a good era. Yeah, we, we did, did didn't yeah. we, really? Mm. <laughs> Tick for us, isn't it, really? Yeah. Do, do you think, because all the new, back in the days, it was proper sync, you know, proper music, proper, you know, proper, proper words, music, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, are they running out of words to use now? That's why there's no more creativity kind of happening now. It seems to be like everyone's re-singing the older songs. Well, I, I think if you if you listen to some, not some of the, the, the old music, but you listen to the old music, the way it was constructed and the way they did... Um, did the lyrics it was just it, it was like a work of art wasn't it like you know mm. and if you want to be successful um you know copy a work of art and a lot of the records that now that are coming out have got bits and pieces of old records or some of them are using the rhythms or the, the breaks of old records but they've just put new lyrics over the top and like you know sweeten the music up a bit the music back in those days was just so much ahead of its time that mm. it's just um it was just a really good era of music who are you watching currently who am i watching yeah currently music wise well apart from stevie wonder no i was going to say um <laughs> stevie um um He's one of the people that I always watched. Don, Donny Affaway, I don't know if you yeah. know him. Mm-hmm. He's another vocalist that I that I like. Ray Charles, Michael Jackson, Luther. They're people um, that um, I like. Um, that I also they all like. had great voices, didn't they? Michael yeah. Jackson, Luther Van Dross. Absolutely I'm a George Benson kind of girl. Yeah. And with George oh, Benson, yes. he's got a, a remarkable voice. I heard, as well. yeah. I heard him yeah. at um, Royal, I saw him at the Royal Albert Hall a couple yeah. of years ago. Oh my God. He's an old man and he still brings tears to your eyes in a good way, obviously. Well, if, if you see the way that he plays that guitar, when he's actually singing, it's like his voice becomes the guitar mm. because, you know, that's a remarkable thing about. Um, some of these vocalists, their their actual voice is an instrument. It is, and they sing as an instrument. So if they can actually play an instrument as well, it it just works um, so good in fusion. And when you hear George Benson when he's actually doing some of his like you know skits in between his his guitar riffs, and his voice becomes the actual instrument, it's just remarkable. I think. What's your favourite George Benson track then, Bev? Oh gosh, that's putting me on the spot, isn't it? Love Times Love. Yeah. Lamplight. I love Lamplight as well. Never give up on a good thing. Never give up on a good Give me a reason. That was a floor filler, that one. Yeah. Like, never give up on a good thing. Oh. Well, now we could play that, couldn't we? And we'd have to sit down and dance to it like this. Yeah, exactly, mm, yeah. Sitting down, dancing. Yeah, it's been fascinating chatting to you today. Really enjoyed it. I think you have to come back and talk about music again. For sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Whenever Excellent. you want it, yeah. 
Superb. Errol, thank you very much indeed for joining us today on this podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening. We very much hope you've been entertained. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Entertainment UK. You'll find all our podcasts at buzzpodcast.co.uk.